Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from the front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey guys and welcome to episode four of the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi everybody. And today we're going to do some weird and wacky facts that we found. Bella's been doing a lot of research, haven't you? Yes, but I cannot necessarily verify everything. Well, we're going to do our best because she's done a bit of research and she's verified a lot. But guys, just so that you're aware, we cannot submit anything to iTunes unless we have a certain number of episodes in the bag. I guess they want to make sure that we are serious about doing it. So this is the last podcast that wait, we're recording. Wait, 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 What? We're serious? Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the last podcast that we've recorded without your input. So please make sure you send in your weird, wacky, wonderful stories because the next episode is all about you. So let's get right into it. What have you got for us? In 1386, a pig in France was executed by public hanging for the murder of a child. What? Hang on a minute. Uh, they hung yeah. a pig? Yeah. Um, yeah, they actually hung it, but they also dressed it in human clothes, if you can believe it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Right? Hang on. You can't trust the French. <laughs> I've always said that. You can't trust the French. Well, so they Except ha- for... How did the pig kill a child? It says... That they sentenced a sow to be mangled and maimed in the head and forelegs and then to be hanged for having torn the face and arms of a child and thus causing its death. Ooh. I know, it's it's terrible. And we don't really want to joke about that part. No, no, not true. Now, um, there is a book called The Criminal Prosecution and Capital Punishment of Animals. And that information is on page 140. That is disgusting it is. I, I can't believe they hung a pig though i mean what's i mean what's that going to do the whole idea of hanging in my opinion was it was a deterrent a deterrent what, what yeah. did they get a load of other pigs around <laughs> yeah. you know, watch this because if you touch our kids this is what's going to happen to you i mean yeah so your choice is this or bacon yeah exactly yeah i mean that's really not much of a choice time. is it yeah. <laughs> um, bacon that the 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 meat that even vegetarians love. It's okay. Listen, later on, I'll have another interesting uh, fact about pigs, but not, okay. not yet. All right. Okay. A single cloud can weigh more than 1 million pounds. Actually, it's 1.1 million pounds, I think, is what I read. But Well, those clouds over in Texas at the minute are pretty heavy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. That is, that I is cannot, bad news. I cannot believe what's happening over there. And if anybody now or in the future, is listening from Texas. We hope you all be okay. Yeah, definitely. There are more possible iterations of a game of chess than there are atoms in the known universe. Now, this is true. It's something called the Shannon number. There are around 10 to the power of 120 number of possible moves in chess while only 10 to the power of 80 number of atoms in the observable universe. So chess is not like something like Trivial Pursuit where you can learn all of the answers and then, that's, you know, you can win? Well, no, but I think it's probably better to be, you know, commanding an actual battle because I don't think you have to remember quite that many things, do you? Well, no, I don't, I don't know about that. I'd, <laughs> rather be, I'd rather be in the comfort of chess club if I was going to be rather than yeah. on a battlefield, but there we are. Who, who was that, like, famous child... Chess, God, I can't remember. They made a movie about him and, and everything. I wonder how many of those he would know. The average person walks the equivalent of three times around the world in a lifetime. And this is actually not true because, mm. yeah, because actually it's not three times, it's five times. You're kidding. Nope, nope. 
Okay, here we go. The average moderately active person takes around 7,500 steps a day. If you maintain that daily average and live until 80, you will have walked about 216,262,500 steps in your lifetime. So doing the math, the average person with the average stride living until 80 will walk a distance of around 110,000 miles. And that's equivalent to walking five times around the earth right on the equator. Why? We obviously do not get enough exercise. No, tell me about it. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon by the end of my lifetime, they'll say he walked to the shop. Yes. <laughs> oh, he walked to his car. And he used a hoverboard to get the rest of the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Men are six times more likely to be struck by lightning than women. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's a bit sexist. What? Well, maybe it's because you are generally taller. Yeah, but that's an idea. But I can tell you... Maybe it's got something... Hang on a minute. Maybe it's got something to do with like the water makeup in your body as well. Maybe men have got, I don't know, more... Water retention. Yeah, maybe. No, it's women during PMS, I think. Is it? Well, I don't know. I, I think PMS is just a, an excuse for women to be bitchy, but... Ooh. I know, I know. I'm going to get Can't some... Can't let that one go out. <laughs> I'll get some terrible hate mail from women, yeah. but guys will be like, yes. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> but listen, right? I don't know why the Centers for Disease Control back home would really care, okay? But they said that men are five times more likely to be killed by lightning than women based on national statistics. Um, according to them, 3,389 U.S. citizens were killed by lightning between 1968 and 2010, and 85% of them were male. And then... Maybe, hang on a minute... Maybe it's got something to do with golf as well, because statistically, golf. yeah, no, no, statistically, more people play golf in more, the rain. No, no, more men should I say play golf? But it's true that one of the most common places to get struck by lightning is on the golf course, and in mm. fact, that's because there's nothing around you. Well, exactly, and you're holding a big metal lightning rod in the air when every time you <laughs> take a swing. But there are, if you go to a golf club, there are sirens that they. They blast if there's a thunderstorm coming. They will blast a siren and tell people to get off the golf course. True. Mm-hmm. I won't have to look that one up. No, at some I point. swear to you, it's true. Anyway, why would you want to be out in the rain playing golf? That's sort of well. A lot of the time, when thunder happens, thunder and lightning happens first. It's before the rain. Oh, he's so scientific. Anyway, anyway, study- can I just say, if you live in the UK, statistically, you'll never play golf. <laughs> Unless you play in the rain. Yeah, that's true. You can't snore and dream at the same time. Really? Mm. You never dream. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you cannot do that because snoring happens during a particular cycle in your sleep and then snoring occurs in a different cycle and you... Hold on a minute. You just said snoring occurs during a certain cycle of sleep and then snoring occurs in a different cycle. Is what you just said. So what you mean is dreaming occurs in one type and then snoring in the other cycle. Yes. Not snoring and snoring. Somebody's asleep. But you, it's because you, <laughs> you said I snore all the time. You got it stuck in my head. A sneeze travels at about 100 miles an hour. Do you know what? Let me just say, say this, right? Because that's true. Except for How these people. How do you know? Do you have a no, radar no, gun? I remember, and- I remember that we... I remember yeah, radar gun, yeah. <laughs> I remember that when I was in school, they they said that it was something about eighty or ninety mile an hour. But if it's a hundred mile an hour, that's round enough. I don't I don't care. But 
I can't stand those people that do those little sneaky sneezes, you know. Yeah, and then they go, <laughs> you know, oh, that was a sneeze. That wasn't a sneeze. Uh, who are you trying to kid? What are you, are you seeking attention? Is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> That's not a sneeze. I'm sorry. It's not. You know, and if it is a sneeze, then they're sneaky bastards because they've just jetted that out at 80-odd mile an hour they- silently... <laughs> Or 100 mile an hour, silently, and infected the whole room. I like to know if someone sneezed so I can get out of the way. <laughs> but if they can sneeze that quiet, imagine what they can do with a fart. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, there's something rotten. Yeah. I farted. <laughs> you just snorted. <laughs> Was that the pig you were talking about later on? <laughs> okay, all right. Now you maybe forget where I am. Anyway, incidentally, uh, that is actually supposed to be true. Some um, studies say that you can actually sneeze up to 200 miles an hour. But Mythbusters, if you've ever seen that show, and I think we may mention Mythbusters previously, they say it's a myth because they measured a sneeze or several, I'm not sure, and it, they only got up to 35 miles an hour, I really? think. so. Wow. I don't know who you want to believe there, but... Believe the Mistbusters, definitely. What's next? Another pig fact. Oh, okay. Yes. It is physically impossible for pigs to look up into the sky. Their anatomy won't allow it. They can move their eyes, but they can't... They can't physically look up. So if you want to sneak up on a pig, sneak up up on them from above. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sneak up on them from above. The Guinness Book of World Records holds the record for being the book most often stolen from public libraries. Now, <laughs> no, no, wait, hold on, you gotta let me get my, my little nugget of info out there. I can confirm this as of 2015. Don't know about 16 and 17 because I was looking on the internet and I'm not gonna sign up to their website just so I can check this fact, but I was able to verify it up to 2015. That is nuts. Guinness Book of Records in the record books for being the most stolen book from a library. Amazing. uh, I can tell you something rather ironic as well. The second most stolen book from a library is... Catherine Nori? (laughs) No. The Bible. Really? Thou shalt not (laughs) steal. Thou shalt not steal. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Celery has negative calories. Supposedly, it takes... Wait, 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 wait. Negative calories? Yeah, but I'm going to tell you why it's okay, not true. But I'm just telling you. First, I'm going to tell you about the fact that I've read. It says it takes more calories to eat a piece of celery than the celery has in it to begin with. So, and, and supposedly, it's that way with apples, but I didn't look up apples. Just the other day, ironically enough, there was a thing in the news that said a stalk of celery contains about eight calories... And the body will burn about two calories to eat that stock. So it's not negative. It's, it's not true. Nope. Ha! Up nope. yours, celery. <laughs> okay, next one is more people are allergic to cow's milk than any other food. That's quite mm. bizarre. Actually, I, I read somewhere that we are the only species on the planet. Excuse my stomach. <laughs> I read. What's milk? <laughs> I read somewhere that we are the only species that actually continue to drink milk after being sort of weaned or... or yeah, after being a baby. After being a baby, yeah. Well, that is statistically true. 
most people are allergic to milk, but by the time they're three, um, they sort of grow out of it. Coconut water can be used as blood plasma. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Now, you can't use it in place of a transfusion, obviously, because if you could, there'd be way less coconuts. But, but uh, yeah, you, it can be used as plasma. See, now in this country, they do like these blood drives, I think you call them in America, mm-hmm. where they try and get people, they, they need to then maybe try and enroll coconuts. Coconuts. <laughs> yeah, coconuts come along to the blood drive. Yeah. Actually, it's true, because whenever you see a coconut in an accident, you never see it needing blood, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> the word gorilla is derived from a Greek word meaning a tribe of hairy women. <laughs> Swear to God, it's true. It is. Yes. In New York, it is illegal to sell a haunted house without telling the buyer. I asked you a question when we were watching Amitable. Amitable? Amitable. 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 Horror the other day. Oh, the Amitable Horror. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, that one. Amitable Horror. Yeah. Yeah. We were watching that the other day, and she told me about this fact. And I said, well, hang on a minute, because the real estate agent in the newer. The 2005-2006 The remake one, yeah. She clearly knew it was haunted when she was selling it. And that's New York area, isn't it? Long Island? Isn't that New York? Long Island, isn't that New York area? uh, Yeah, but I mean, but wouldn't you think that it would more be the responsibility of... Well, I don't know. If you task the real estate agent with selling your house... A lot of the time, the vendors never even meet the purchasers, do they? Well, I think I think they should just close it anyway, because if they did, right? Say you had this freaking barn that was falling apart and everything, right? And you tried to sell it for, you know, 10,000 pounds, and nobody wants to buy it because it's just this rickety old shack, right? And then, but if you say, oh, I'm selling you my rickety shack, and guess what? It's haunted. There'd be some people who would... Yeah, but I reckon the lapses, take my word for it, find out when that law came into power and sue your real estate agent, man. But I'm not kidding. I still think, like, there would be people who will be willing to buy a haunted house. I'm sure they will. I mean, don't they have, like, like, hotel, all these, like, famous hotels where they talk about how it's haunted and so the... Well, I never realised that hotels, I stay in a lot of hotels because of the industry that I work in. Yes, and it's perfectly legal. (laughs) yes 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 it's perfectly legal what i'm doing but i never realized that hotels are a place where a lot of people go to commit suicide because they don't want to necessarily be found by their partners or by their loved ones so they'll go to a hotel and commit suicide so that someone who doesn't know them and someone who's maybe not going to be as mentally affected by what they see We'll find them. Yeah, because now I want to go on vacation. Yeah, it's so just remember gotta, that next time you stay in a hotel. I know, right? It's bad enough you got to worry about, like, scum rings in your bathtub. And, Not something you're going to see on TripAdvisor, is and, it? No, yuck. Stay but in room four. Only three people committed suicide there. Have to watch The the Shining movie. That's the, an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to have to clean that all up. So it is considered good luck in Japan when a sumo wrestler makes your baby cry. Are you serious? I am, yes. That is nuts. Can you imagine that, though? Imagine if the- a sumo wrestler... Just just picture this for a minute. sumo wrestler comes over to the UK, gets introduced to a baby, and slaps the baby around the face <laughs> because, you know, wants to make the baby cry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, then they're not going to be very popular, are they? 
<laughs> no, but probably more popular than if they sat on them or something. Listen, this is a 400, I think, year old tradition, if you can believe it. And it's supposed to be good luck for the, for the, for the child. And it's supposed to, I think, ward off some evil ghosts or calories whatever <laughs> yeah if that doesn't work hit them with a piece of celery <laughs> yeah. yeah that doesn't work set the pig on them <laughs> all right moving on okay during your lifetime you will produce about twenty thousand liters of saliva so if you break it down a little bit more than that that's about one wine bottle for a day oh that's disgusting and then that all can fill approximately 53, I think it is, bathtubs. And why do we keep coming back to bathtubs? What's going on? I must have some sort of, something wrong with my brain. Well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fact we don't have to check. But that is disgusting because it's true. No, I mean, no, that is disgusting. And did you know that, that... What was that thing you said about swimming pools? How many swimming pools does it fill? Yeah, I think it's um, something about... Well, they say what I initially started to research was two swimming pools full. But, I mean, that's not really specific because you're talking about a little baby wading pool. You're talking about yeah. Olympic pool. I think the idea of a swimming pool full of saliva grosses me out more. Do you, do you know yes. what else is sort of interesting is, did you know that a lot of your saliva, I don't want to call I don't want to say recycled, but absorbed so you're actually the amount that you produce and don't need if it, if that can then go and fill up 53 bathtubs full or whatever that's that's a lot of that, that's I'm, a lot i'm of, trying not to swallow my saliva now because this is gross me out anyway take a drink and swish yeah here we go earth is the only a planet that's not named after a god after what? a god. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You would think that you'd want our planet to be like Thor or or, or something, you know, and, and we get Earth. I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of like it being called Earth. I don't suppose. Yeah, I think I think you'd be stuck if you then tried to change it. If we tried to change it now, I think that. What, <laughs> yeah. about, what about people on other planets, aliens? They'd be going, oh, fuck. They've changed <laughs> the name of it. <laughs> we that, we're going to have to change all our maps yes, now, yes. our GPSs. We're going to have to reprogram all of them. They've changed but, it. But that could be the way to to get rid of all the aliens. I mean, there is a huge... Well, they're still going to find it, per- aren't they? It might be named wrong, but they're still going to be there on their GPS. Well, yeah, I guess. But you know, there is I can, a huge... I can imagine all of these aliens now download, <laughs> downloading the next TomTom update yeah, look to... Look at uh... these idiots. What, they think if they just change it... Well, actually, the way like computers and stuff are here, if we change the name, it, it actually could work. I mean... True, true. You know? <laughs> yeah. There are a huge proportion of people who really believe that there are aliens here in the guise of humans. There was a there was a study about it, for real. A jiffy, not to be confused with jiffy peanut butter, um, all of my fellow Americans. A, a jiffy is the scientific name for one one hundredth of a second. So when someone says, I'm going to be there in a jiffy, there's absolutely no chance they're going to be there in a jiffy. No. Or, I mean, like us, or like us Welsh say, I'll be there now in a minute. Yes, yes, yes. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? A sheep, a duck, and a rooster were the first passengers in a hot air balloon. Why? Who was flying it? The, the sheep. sheep. <laughs> the, the, the sheep hasn't got opposable hands. It can't fly it. 
I know, right? And why didn't the rooster go, screw this? Yeah, fly off. (laughs) So there was a a duck, a rooster, and a what? Um, uh, A duck. Uh, no, a, a, sheep. a sheep. A sheep. So the duck. Uh, no, a sheep. But yeah. Yeah. So the the duck couldn't have flown it. No, because. And who would have sent him the bill? Ha <laughs> 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 <Sorry. laughs> ha. The, the yeah, the duck couldn't have flown it because he hasn't got. So it must have been the rooster flying it because they've got claws that they could have grabbed. They could have grabbed stuff. So there we go. You heard it here first, guys. Mm. The first person to fly a hot air balloon was a rooster. First person. First. <laughs> <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> there are five temples in Kyoto, Japan that have blood-stained ceilings. The ceilings are made from the floorboards of a castle where warriors killed themselves after a long hold-off against an army. To this day, you can still see the outlines and the footprints. Oh, the footprints on the ceiling. Yeah, and I know it's true. You know why? Because if you go to www.com, JapanVisitor.com. If you go to www.dancingonceiling.com. <laughs> anyway, they are still there. And according to the website, they are stained a bit, or not stained a bit, changed a bit in color, so they look a little bit more black now, but apparently they're still... But, like, that's some crazy recycling, don't can you, you think? Can you imagine, though, just, just picture the scene, Okay. The earth gets wiped out of humans. There's some kind of biological <laughs> there's some kind of biological thing or whatever. And then in centuries time when when humans sort of build up again, someone's gonna go to that church and go, What the frick happened in here? What? This place lost gravity. <laughs> this is a bit weird if you think yeah. about it. Like I reckon it wasn't I reckon it wasn't. There's not footprints on the ceiling. People painted their shoes and chucked them at the ceiling. Threw them up there. That's see what what it was. Well, no, actually, they actually did take the bits from other temples and things, I believe, I read. And then I don't know why they decided to put them on the ceiling. I mean, why couldn't they just use them on the floor? Why didn't they wash them first? You know, I, I mean, know. you spill something on the floor. You're there with a, with a, a cloth and a, a spray and something or other within mm, seconds. Yeah. What, why didn't they... Especially if they were going to recycle it, you know. One day we might want to use this floor. Let's stick it on the roof of a church. I know what looks better on a church than blood on the ceiling. On the ceiling. Okay. How hungry are you? Well, after talking about all that saliva in the swimming pool, not very, if I'm honest. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm about to make your appetite just a teensy bit worse. Beetles taste like apples. Well, like Paul McCartney. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even I don't even know I'm just not even going to comment on that okay <laughs> wasps taste taste like pine nuts oh, I'm sure there's a band called the wasps as well <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew a member and worms no comment taste like fried bacon now what cooked worms I, I don't know I mean, maybe we've got some 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 listeners out there who might might wanna... we discussed this because I really want to try those edible insects that you can buy and you you don't want to do it do you hell no i'll be on a diet that way Mm -mm, hey no why don't we do it on a podcast next time not next time but why don't we order some and do it on a podcast i'll tell you what i'll sit here and i will describe your reactions because ain't no way but i mean who where did that come from why do people want to eat bugs anyway well maybe there wasn't a good amount of meat around i mean you've seen like bear grill survival stuff and everything so sometimes people have to eat Stuff they don't want to eat. Yep, and I saw Bear Girls drink his own pee, but that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to drink my pee, much less his pee, but, you know. Uh-huh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, 
months that begin on a Sunday will always have a Friday the 13th. Okay, that's just maths. Okay, next. I like that one. <laughs> An average of 100 people choke to death on ballpoint pens every year. That's why you're holding a pencil. <laughs> yeah, what do they call that? That's my prophylactic so that I don't, I'm not anywhere near a pen. <laughs> Isn't prophylactic something like a condom? Oh, no, yeah, okay, just... Still. Okay. You can't get pregnant if you keep it covered, can you? I don't know. Oh, right. Okay. So you can't choke on a ballpoint if you're holding a pencil. Exactly. Right. Okay. Did you know There's that some them, kind of logic in there somewhere. Sh- did you know them two little teeny holes on pens? Did you ever see them? Yeah. On the ba- I did not know why they were there, but I learned it now. I, okay. I know why are they why. there? So that the pressure on the inside and the outside of uh, the pen equals, yeah. are equal so that the ink will flow out the... Yeah. There we go. That was interesting. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, it's physically impossible for you to lick your own elbow. So go ahead and give it a try. No, no, no. I've done. I've give tried it that a try. No, I've tried it before. It looks stupid. Well, guess what? You can't. Yes, you can. What? No, you can't. Yes, you can. You're not going to not not get me to lick it. it. I'm not kidding. For real, it can be done. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube. There are. Well, there are people licking their elbows on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you can get famous doing anything these days. <laughs> I like Do doing I mean? a podcast. <laughs> yeah. What's your claim to fame? I licked my elbow once. It tasted of bacon. <laughs> a bacon. It tasted, it tasted of worms. <laughs> and pine nuts. And yeah. <laughs> Recycling one glass jar saves enough energy to op- operate a television for three hours. That's cool. That's cool. More people should recycle. There we go. I've done my bit for the planet. Yeah, because you don't want to miss those episodes of uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, do you? No. (laughs) According to Genesis, chapter 1, verses 20 through 22, the chicken came before the egg. Now, I don't have the verses in front of me. Wait. Hold on a minute. I got the Uh, verses. I, I, I found it. Okay. I'm going to read from the King James Bible version. So verse 20 says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. I don't remember sound effects when I was reading the Bible. but um, And verse 21 says, And God created the whales. See, whales. <laughs> no. It says, Actually, it says, And God created great whales. But it does mean the whales with an H, so I'll carry on. And every living creature that moveth with the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. He's quite full of himself, isn't he, God? Well, it's good if I do say so myself. Well, maybe that's why the earth isn't named after a god. Because our god was like, "Uh uh-uh. But it doesn't actually (laughs) physically say that the chicken came first. It just says that he brought forth fowl all right but it didn't say that he brought forth an egg and sat it on the ground and then pop where'd the chicken come from to sit on it he also didn't say he brought forth a two-year-old chicken did it it just said fowl so who knows but then again i suppose when you think about it he plopped adam and eve in there he didn't (laughs) plop two babies in there (laughs) yeah Yeah, so so, okay all right i'll give you that one apologies to any of our people listening that might be you know uh, uh bible lovers but I read it. Not the Bible, but the fact. The longest bout of hiccups 
lasted nearly 68 years. 68 years for hiccups. I wonder if they tried holding their breath. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> well, maybe they did. Although there is another fact that says... I've had hiccups for 68 years, <laughs> and I've held my breath for three of them, and nothing <laughs> happened. I reckon I'd have held my breath that long trying to get rid of them that I'd have probably died. That would have, I reckon that would have cured the hiccups. You can't die from holding your breath. That's true, actually. Unless you're underwater, then I suppose you could, but... yeah. But technically, that's not true then, is it? Because Technically, you can die from not holding your breath. Exactly. But that's not really what we're talking about here. So, Charles Osborne, his, his hiccups started in 1922 and stopped in February of 1990. Now, here Was we he get- just putting it on, though? I mean, was he just, uh, every time he was out of the house, he was going... <gasps> I know. You know. Okay, but, but check this out. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. They started because he was trying to slaughter a pig. Really? Or at least, I don't know if that's Did why they started. Did he dress the pig started. up first? All polar bears are left-handed. What the crap? Exactly. It's not true. It They're, isn't true, is it? No. I was going to say, what are, they, <laughs> what are they going out there giving him a pen? Was it? Well, they'll probably choke on it. <laughs> yeah. um, they, are, are, they are ambidextrous. Now, I'm serious, right? There oh, have now you're been... telling me they can write with both hands. <laughs> okay. Um, there are actually people, scientists, who have studied this question. And they've come to the conclusion that do it's, they, do, it's Is it because true. of which hand they cover their nose with? I don't know, but maybe it's because of which hand they wipe their ass because with. I don't know. Cause did you know that polar bears you... cover their black nose if they're hiding in the snow? <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> And you can't see me. <laughs> you know why that happens? Because the polar bears saw Rudolph do it. Or Rudolph's dad, Now actually. you're just talking bollocks. No, no, no. Can you imagine that, though? How did a polar bear know that it was its nose was visible? Did it see it? Probably saw it in a lake or something, because they haven't got mirrors. <laughs> or did one polar bear say to the other polar bear... Do you know your nose is black? You've got something <laughs> yeah. on the end of your nose there. You go, no, 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 it's black. That's the way it looks. And the other one's going, really? that's not me. You have it too. <laughs> or, or do they go cross-eyed that time and look at the tip of their nose to try and figure out, what's that black thing I keep seeing in the corner of my vision? Can, um, wait, can you see your nose? Yeah, I reckon it, it would be funny though, wouldn't it? You can imagine them sort of powder puffing their nose, can't you? <laughs> just sort of like, anyway, carry on. Um, why didn't they just like stick some snow on it or something? Because they get cold. Oh, really? Well, their nose isn't covered in fur. Ah, that had you, didn't well, it? Probably the bottom of their feet isn't either, but yeah. they walk around in uh, snow and ice. I'm surprised you didn't say, why, it- why don't they put a gym sock on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to get some Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Uggs um, would probably look better on a polar bear's nose than they do on anyone's feet, that's for sure. <laughs> think Uggs are cool. Well, warm, technically, I guess. Not cool, but whatever. The phrase, rule of thumb, is derived from an old English law which, state, which states that you couldn't beat your wife with anything wider than your thumb. Really? <laughs> no, it's not true. Oh, right. Yeah. Damn. There was a judge in 1782. His name was Sir Francis Butler, and supposedly he made this uh, ruling, but... There is no proof, no evidence, no documents, no nothing. So so, so you can beat your wife with more, something thicker than your thumb. Hey! Yeah, and then and then the wife can kill you. I was going to say, she'll kick the crap out of you. <laughs> so go yeah. ahead, go ahead, bring it on. 
because I can, I'll figure out a way to not get caught. The word testify, in case you beat your wife too much, I guess, with a stick, is based on the ancient Roman practice of making men swear on their testicles when making a statement in court. Are you serious? It's... Raise your right hand, put your left hand on your balls. <laughs> I swear by Almighty God on the, on my balls. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, it is true. Why I do actually... I keep an American accent when I'm trying to... I, I looked it up and I can't believe it, but it is true. So what happened to women? Yeah. Were they were they like not allowed to? They were allowed to lie. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they sweared on someone else's testicles. <laughs> yes. Maybe like the court usher came in. Get her no, get her husband in there. Yeah, no, the court <laughs> usher came in, didn't he? Well, because if she wasn't married, you just usher stand there a minute. Let her grab your balls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and she's like, mm-hmm, I swear on his balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear on his balls. Anything you want. <laughs> Okay, moving on from testicles. If you were to spell out numbers, you would have to go until 1,000 until you would find the letter A. I'm trying to think of some name. No, that's not true. It is true. No, it's not. 101. But. 102. But no. 103. No. (laughs) 101, I suppose. But that's not really, I don't think, I don't think it's supposed to be 101. I think it's 101. No. Well, whatever. Leave me alone. Okay, carry on. Title 14, section 1211. You said and. All right, be quiet, nutball. Of the Code (laughs) of Federal Regulations implemented on July 16th, 1969, makes it illegal for U.S. citizens, hi, to have any contact with extraterrestrials or their vehicles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute. What date was that? July 16th, 1969. Smoking gun, people. Smoking gun. Why did they write into law that it was illegal for US citizens to talk to or communicate with extraterrestrials if there was no such thing as extraterrestrials? You heard it here, guys. We found it. Okay? (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Did you know that in Tokyo... Amongst many other strange things, if you want, you can buy your dog a toupee from a vending machine. You are kidding me. No. A toupee? Yeah. From a vending machine? Mm-hmm. What kind of hair is it? No, I'm, I'm being serious because... It's probably synthetic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably. That's weird though. Why would, why would you want to put a wig on your dog? <laughs> I don't know, but they got this weird thing that they... It was, it was a fat... They like... Um, uh, what is it? Like high heels on their animals. Where is it? And Where is it from? In, uh, in Tokyo. Well, that just means that they've got to take the wig back off before they cook it. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can also buy some canned bread. I don't even want to know what that canned tastes like. Bread. From a vending machine. Well, we've had canned bread. If you think about that. That stuff that you twist and, and you make cinnamon buns and stuff, that's bread, isn't it? It's the same sort of thing, canned yeah. bread. Well, okay. It might not necessarily be canned cooked bread. It might be canned dough. So Yeah, but still, know. like, what? Well, I mean, you know, see us, we go, hmm, I think I want some sort of a cake or something. So you go to Greg's, you know? Mm. 
But we are, by the way, looking for uh, sponsorship. If the Gregs are listening, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm certain that they want us to yeah. to, to 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 talk about them with the yeah. um, with the dogs and. Handshakes were originally meant to make sure that the person you were meeting wasn't carrying a concealed weapon. The hand clasp proved that your hand was empty and shaken was meant to dislodge any weapons, in case you were hiding them, up your sleeve. And it's true. Hmm. Yep. Started in medieval times and then evolved later into just a polite gesture, probably from y'all. From us? Yeah. All you See, British- you, you thought that we were all polite until you actually came here, and now you know. I know. God. It's frightening. By law, a pregnant woman can pee anywhere she wants to in Britain, even in a police officer's helmet. Is that true? No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the 1986 Public Order Act prohibits public urination, amongst some other things. Although... The law commission does say that a police officer, a police officer, can um, make an exception and yeah. What let police it slide. officer? Be fair. What I police know, officer right? is going to actually... pissed in my hat, woman? Yeah. <laughs> what police officer is actually going to say? Here you are. Take my hat. No, seriously, you need a piss. Go for it. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci could write with one hand and draw with the other at the same time. That's pretty cool. Yes. He he could do I it. I can't draw with either hand he on was its al- own. So so he was also dyslexic. Was he? Mm. I didn't know. Yep. That. And but he could also play some instruments, and he invented a whole bunch of things. And so Tell the male the giraffe will continuously headbutt the female in the bladder until she urinates. The male <laughs> then tastes the pee. No, what? <laughs> and helps. And and that helps it determine whether the female is ovulating. If oh. she is, get it on. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. Mm. A full head of human hair is strong enough to support 12 tons. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. Didn't get a chance, but I'm not willing to be a test dummy here. Nuh-uh. I'm surprised you didn't just pick up on that whole dummy bit. No. What the I? word facetiously contains all five vowels and Y in alphabetical order. Because Y is also a vowel. Can be. Honey does not spoil. Yeah, I, I watched something on the TV the other day. They're using honey dressings these days for wounds. Yes. Which I didn't know. That's really cool. What the hell happened then? It's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any salve, so here, slap some honey on it or something. Bees, I tell you what, they they would rule the world if they were able to sell all the stuff that honey can be useful. Yeah, because they also do some sort of therapy with bees, then where they let you know they they let the bees sting you, and that's supposed to fibromyalgia, I think. Really? So probably if it works for that, it probably works for other things. Isn't fibromyalgia where your skin is really sore? Your muscles. Muscles, your muscles is it? are yeah, but only at specific um, points along the body. Right. So you have to have a certain number of those particular specific points that cause you pain. If you were to remove all the empty space from the atoms that make up every human on Earth, the entire world population could fit into an apple. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. But saying that, apple negative calories. <laughs> yeah, because, well, but I can't, I can't verify that because yeah. I only checked about the celery. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't go. When the celery was rubbish the, anyway, so. There is a species of jellyfish that are, quote-unquote, immortal. If you want to give their name a go there, you, you, you go on and have at it. 
Teratopsis yeah. dorini are apparently immortal. But what if you kill them? You can't kill them. You must be but, able to kill them. No, check this out though, right? Or does it just mean that they don't have, they don't age and die? <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, you what it means right now. Okay, go on. In response to physical damage or even starvation, they take a leap back in their developmental process, transforming back into a polyp. Now, okay, whatever. In a process that looks remarkably like immortality, the born-again polyp colony eventually buds and releases medusae that are genetically identical to the um, injured adult. In fact, since the phenomenon was first observed in the 1990s, the species has come to be called the immortal jellyfish. Why? So So that's uh, where they should be looking for the fountain of youth. You know, they, they, these cosmetics companies... Cosmetics companies. These cosmetic companies should be getting those jellyfish and finding out what's going on with that. thing is, right, it makes you think they've done it because if they're are immortal, does that mean that there was one and every time it gets sick and it develops into something else and it moves, are they, is that like one humormous, humormous, one hu- enor- enormous. Or oh, humongous. <laughs> yeah, or humongous, there we go. Humormous. <laughs> anyway, I mean like, so are they all one? What I would be more inclined to ask is, surely, if they're immortal, we'd be overrun by jellyfish. I mean, they'd be walking down the street. SpongeBob would, well, would be having a nightmare time, wouldn't he? The, I know, right? <laughs> the, the, well, I don't know about all that, and obviously I can't even speculate. But I also have to add, though, that these things are teeny. They are smaller than a, a, um, your your small fingers fingernail. That that's That's as big as they get. Before we go, what was that pig thing that you were going to tell us about? There was another pig thing you said. Well, I have two things. Two more things in my long list. Just squeeze them in. Okay. Actually, three. Check this out. The National Animal of Scotland is a unicorn. Really? Yep. I've, I've been to Scotland loads of times and I've never seen, seen that. Never seen that. Yeah. A unicorn, though. That's pretty cool. I, I you thought... know, the actually, the national animal of Scotland is actually the haggis. What's a haggis? The haggis is the little animal that they make haggis out of. You know the haggis? Well, I thought that was just like all gross bits that nobody really wants to eat. No, it's a that little animal. It's like a little, like, fat ferret. Aww. Yeah. Why would you want to eat a ferret? No, it's like a fat ferret. <laughs> of course, saying that, why would you want to eat any cute thing? No, but... I'm only kidding. Haggis is what you thought it was. Oh, you suck. No, but, but, but a lot of <laughs> Scottish people tell people that the haggis is real because people... People come from other countries <laughs> hunting haggis. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> okay, there's an island in the Bahamas, and it's called Pig Beach. And it is populated entirely by swimming pigs. <laughs> and sunbathing pigs. <laughs> you can imagine them with their, with their amber solaire and their sunglasses. Pigs, pigs get sunburned, you well, know? Uh, yeah, but... Yeah, because the mommies, they say to the little babies, now you got to put this on because you don't want to yeah. turn into a pork scratching. No, exactly. Because <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, nobody, it, well, there's like a couple of explanations about why these pigs are there or how they got there. You know, there's uh, some people say that it was because of a shipwreck and that's how they got there. Hold on a minute. 
pigs don't know how to drive a ship. Well, but no, that well, <laughs> but the pirates did, and they screwed up because the thing said, "Oh, do you see the sandbar? No, oh, our pigs, all our bacon is floating." Right. Anyway, there is a man. His name is Wade Nixon, and he says that he put all of the pigs there along with his business partner, Don Roll or Rollet or something like that. And um, the reason he did it was because he was really worried about the um, the Y2K thing when they were saying all the computers would go all nuts because they wouldn't know what to do with the year 2000. So he went and put the pigs there so that... Well, did he think the pigs were going to go nuts on, like, midnight in the year 2000? No, he wanted to... He was a, it was for a sustainable food source. So he figured if he put the pigs there, and I don't know, but he said it on the Today Today Show back home, which is like a morning news thing or whatever. Don't shoot the messenger. So that brings me to our last little factoid, and it is about a man named Jim Sullivan. In 1969, he recorded an album, and he called it UFO. And all of the lyrics and the songs or whatever that he put on this album were all about him and his family being abducted by aliens. And, uh, the, the, you know, the strange thing is that six years after this album came out, the guy disappeared. The only thing that they ever found of him was his uh, abandoned car in, I believe, a desert. And uh, they actually did search for him. And he's never been found. And they never found him. And they did eventually find a body that was kind of sort of near where the car had disappeared or was left. But they determined later that it was not him. So he is still missing. Yep. Still gone. Oh. Yeah, so the report for that says Sullivan left Los Angeles on March 4th, 1975 to drive to Nashville alone in his Volkswagen Beetle. Or as you guys say, VW Bug, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> The next day, after being cautioned by a highway patrol officer over his drive-in, he checked into La Mesa Motel in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Ooh, and, and that's where all the creepy alien stuff exactly, kind of started. New Mexico, in, in New Mexico, yeah. 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 Later, reports suggested he did not sleep there and left his key inside the room. So why would you buy a room but not sleep there and leave the key in there? Pretty weird. Mm. Um, but he bought vodka from the local town store. He was then seen the following day about 26 miles away at a remote ranch owned by the Genetti family. His car was later found abandoned at the ranch and he was reportedly last seen walking away from it. The car contained Sullivan's money, papers, guitar. Now that's weird for a musician to leave mm. his guitar. Clothes and a box of his unsold records. He was never seen again and reports have variously attributed his disappearance to being murdered, becoming disorientated and lost or, particularly in the light of that album you mentioned called Alien Abduction, search parties failed to find any trace of him. A decomposed body resembling him was found later in a remote area several miles away, but it was determined not to be his. Hmm. So, still ongoing. Pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Wacky. And wonderful, which brings us to our last little plug. So, as we've said before, guys, this is now really, really heavily reliant upon you guys sending us your material. Please do send us 
any of your true stories, no matter how weird, how wacky, and how wonderful they might be. If you think that they're likely to entertain someone or bring someone a little bit of a smile or make someone think, that's what we want. So send it in to weirdwackywonderful at outlook.com and we may well be reading your story out next time. We're also very happy to do shout outs. So if you just want to hear your name on our podcast, go ahead and drop us an email and we'll try to make your dreams come true. <laughs> make you famous for a couple of minutes to all, however many listeners decide to download this podcast. In fact, do us a favor, guys. If you do like the podcast, then as we said before, do leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, or even if you don't want to do that or haven't done that, then just whack it on your Facebook for us so that people get to hear about us because we want to get this out. And we actually don't use Facebook at the moment, so I think we're going to have to start up a weird, wacky, wonderful Facebook page. But stay tuned for that. So once again, thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Oh, yeah, and by the way, a group of owls is called a parliament, and the brain named itself. See you later. (laughs) 